Good afternoon, welcome back. It's another one. I wasn't actually going to do one today, but uh, as you can tell, I mean, I'm only recording this now and it's half 11. I usually record it on the Thursday night. I didn't this time. I recorded it on the Friday morning. So, welcome back. Um, I hope you're doing well. Last week was last week was good, wasn't it? Three people on, on a Zoom call. Like I, cut, I had to cut bits and pieces out of it. That were big long pauses because my internet just kept going and literally it's like Ross will say something and then like 10 minutes later I'll hear it and be like, oh yeah, and Ross will be like, oh yeah, alright. But yeah, the, the lads knew how to go about uh, talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, isn't that a MCU? Jeez, it's fair play to them, inside now. Even if you didn't want to know about it, you know about it now, don't you? Uh, so how's everyone getting on? I hope you've had a nice little week. How's Cheltenham treating you? Because it's treating me like shy. I haven't, like, I don't throw loads of money at racing around like that, but when Cheltenham rolls around, I throw a few quid at and and Jesus Christ. The fella that I follow is, he may as well be back in blind horses because they they just be going the wrong way. Like, it's just... Nothing. Absolutely nothing coming my way at the moment. Um... Because last year, actually, last year, I, I want, I'm not even going to go on as if I won loads last year or anything like that, but last year, the last day of me going out, whatever, was in town, and Cheltenham was on, and we were doing a nice little pub crawl, and uh, a nice little pub crawl, can't even do that in these days, but it was a, we just went around different pubs, trying to find places that were showing the racing, and you'll be surprised to know that, like, a lot of places weren't showing Cheltenham, and I think it was the Thursday, okay, yeah, okay, maybe not, maybe probably showing it on the Friday to show the Gold Cup. Anyway, jeez, what a rant. Uh, this one's only going to be short. It's only myself talking nonsense, maybe about some Irish stuff. Uh, how was your Paddy's day? That's what I meant to ask as well. How was that? Mine was quite nice. The weather was delightful out. Sitting out in the sun, uh, having a few tins and a few scoop of from around the corner. Uh, that was. Do you know what? The, the point, that is one thing you will never, you, you'll just never match anywhere else cans and bottles and even people who have like the taps at home no 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 it's pub or nothing like it's we got the points from the pub and then we're sitting outside drinking them and oh my god it was just just different gravy <laughs> it wasn't even gravy <laughs> shy joke heineken points of heineken i got and it was oh i haven't had a point of heineken properly in ages it was delightful very delicious um and then it hit about half five and we're we were there rocking and rolling in the sun, just tunes playing, having a laugh. And then next thing you know, it was half five. The sun went down behind the houses and it was like, all right, lads, because it got fucking cold. It, it dipped. It really dipped. And then we had to go home. But yeah, that was my Paddy's Day. Quite, quite uneventful. Just a few cans and it was lovely. Very, very lovely. But it reminded me. Paddy's Day, Paddy's Day this year was a mad one because I'd say it was the first time that my mom had been working Paddy's Day for the past easily like 15, 20 years. I don't remember my mom not being in work for Paddy's Day. Or don't remember my mom being in work for Paddy's Day for the past like 20 years. And she was. And then my dad was in work as well. Probably the first one I haven't worked in about four years. So, uh, you know, good stuff. This is just randy and shy, isn't it? Um... I have to stop saying stuff like that when I'm on my own, don't I? Don't I own? Don't I other own? Yeah, you do have to stop doing that. Uh, did you see the pictures of bleeding Prince Philip coming out of hospital there? 
he's hanging on by a very very thin thread isn't he he literally looks like a blown up skin of a potato he's he's terrible look isn't isn't he is he is he 99 as well like how is he going on that long I, I, I don't even know who he is until all these pictures now have been coming out of him. There's so much royal family. And especially now that you're seeing all of them coming out because of bleeding. That interview, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? Harry and Meghan? Yeah, Prince Harry, yeah. And like, there's so much royalty. Like, there's so many different like little bits and pieces of people who have just come and gone. Like, I remember the royal wedding was it a few years ago and there was just people popping up and i was like who are these it was like it do you know when you're at like a family funeral and there's just these people that are just coming up to you like, i remember you when you were only two and they hand you a tenner though so it's class but like that's what the bleeding royal wedding was like there was just all these random people i'd never seen before just showing up but prince philip is one of these who's just i never really knew anything about and the chap is basically on his deathbed how did they get pictures so clear of him going by in the car surely like the royals know how to avoid paparazzi and can just release a statement saying that he's out of hospital and crap random random going on about nothing your man looks like he's dying anyway he probably won't for years because they're not even real people they're lizards but yesterday went out for a walk got stung by a bee um literally turned the corner to leave my estate and a bee got caught in the wind and i saw coming towards me just a big black dot coming towards me and as you would kind of try to block it away from me and it was coming towards my chin so i put my chin down but what did i do i caught the oak leaving perfectly right between my neck or my chin and my chest so i caught it in that little gap in your neck and the oak stung me and there i was going mental foiling about like filing about bleeding fiddling with me top to try and get rid of this yoke and then i looked up and there was this like mom and her child like looking at me like stunned what is your man at he's losing it but it, a bee did fly away i did get stung but uh, now maybe maybe it didn't sting me right because it wasn't too painful or anything and i walked a bit away i was gonna keep going on my walk and then i was like here actually i better go clean this or something or i better sort this out so i went back around to my gaff and my dad was like here put on some vinegar onto that and i did and the, the, the pain kind of disappeared <laughs> i couldn't feel anything anymore so it was all right but it was it was weird i've never i don't think i've actually ever been stung by a bee so unless i'm just rock solid and i can't feel anything like that it's probably probably the explanation the only explanation i can think of anyway but it was just so mad that i caught it right on like right at the moment that it bleeding came towards me and got caught in me top. But uh yeah, that was that was my Thursday. However, I'm bleeding random. So I've been thinking though, right, this one I was gonna go and just talk about Irishy stuff. So the reason I'm doing it on my own, by the way, is I just absolutely totally forgot to text anyone or anything. I would have had my dad on it, but I gave the mic back that I was using to have with my dad back to my auntie, so I only have the one mic now. So I need to get another one. But uh I was just going to talk about, do you know what? It's class being Irish. Some people that I've talked to in the past while are going like, oh, oh man, man, I just want to get out of this bleeding shithole. Yes, I get it. It's being run by a couple of idiots. Now, politically, I have no idea. I don't, I just, not that I don't have an interest. Of course I have an interest, but my interest wanes. So, like, uh, 
go through periods where I'll know everything that's going on in the doll and then I'll just go through other times where I'm just not arsed but especially in the past year I've just there's been so many leaks and so many different vegetables coming out of the bleeding doll <laughs> that uh, I just I could not be arsed it's like a soap though like you, you'll tune in for ages and you get to, you just get to a point where it's boring and then all of a sudden like something mad will happen that'll be in the news <laughs> as often as that happens with soaps <laughs> but like really like I just I couldn't care less anymore about what's coming out of the government like all of a sudden it'll just be there'll be some mad bill coming out and yeah but what I hate is the people that are like my age who are going mad about shit that's going on in the government now okay this is kind of an exception because we didn't actually vote for the people who are in charge at the moment however there's people who are going mad at the people who are there beforehand when they didn't even vote so I don't think you can have a say on anything governmental if you didn't vote and you have the full right to and you're above 18. I've been voting since I was 18. <laughs> Excuse me, quite quite the nerve myself in terms of voting. But I do, when it comes to like referendums and elections and stuff, I do kind of do my homework and I have a look. And one man who in particular that I always bleed and love in the doll, who has the best job in the doll as well, by the way, is Richard Pye Barrett. He is genuinely one of he's one of the funniest and the best bleeding politicians in there because he he is part of Aintu, isn't he? Or People Before Profit. Basically he's basically an independent who made his own party, like, with a few other people. That could be factually incorrect, but I think he did. And he's the head of that party. And he's just brilliant though, because he knows he's never gonna be in power. He's never gonna have full reign over this country and like he just goes into it all and rips it out of the people who are in charge like and he just he doesn't give a rat he's brilliant but i remember one time i was out uh the christmas just before the first lockdown and we were in the grand social upstairs in the smoking area in the grand social and there was only a couple of us there and but it was starting to get busy and we just look around and there's richard boyd and the gang walking in we're like yes go on. we went over and got a picture right me and my mate Connor went over and <laughs> we're like, here, Richard, do you mind if we get a picture? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. But his mate took the picture. So Richard Boy Barrett's mate took the picture of us. And oh my God. You'd swear your man had never held a phone before in his life. The picture was, he was like, yeah, and here we go. Uh, done, done. And it, <laughs> you could, we may as well have got a picture with like just some bald Elfla. Even though Richard Boy Barrett's not even bald. Some aging Elfla who was about, five foot four man he's very small you can say that so uh but we got a picture with him and it was the worst picture ever anyway he is bleeding class in the doll he just tears people apart and the count carl is going like you have 30 seconds left and he starts going mental and that's when he starts trying to get his points in as quick as he can and he's he's apri crazy i love him he's very very funny and i have to say he's one of those that i kind of like when i listen to talk he kind of has quite a lot to say I don't know. He's funny anyway. He's a, he's a, he's a dude. But uh, yeah, I was saying, I think people take this country for granted. And they go, it's a shithole. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. It's mad expensive. Now, it is mad expensive, yeah. Compared to anywhere else, it's bleeding ridiculously expensive. But it's class, man. We we forget. We've had, we've had gems. We're a country of only, what, 5 million odd population. And we've done so much. We've influenced so much. We have like, oh, there's just, I mean, do you know what I was watching there the other night? You two playing Slain. 
Now, you 2 are bleeding massive. One of the biggest bands in the world. They have like one of the highest grossing uh, tours ever. And they made like millions. Like every night making millions. They're class. Lads, I don't know if you understand this. But we're deadly. Stand up and say it. Look in the mirror and look at yourself and go, we are class. And one of the ways we're class, and I've mentioned this before, we have the best national broadcasting service in the world. RTE will never, ever, ever be topped for all its homemade shows. Or homemade shows. Shows that are made here. Like, <laughs> the best show that is actually on the telly that you just can't top. There's no other, there's no TV show anywhere. No other game show like it. Winning streak. The best game show ever. It's straightforward. It's just chance. You get on it. There's no there's no secret to getting on it. Like there's no like, oh how'd your man apply to get on that? He scratched a scratch card, found three stars, sent it off to RT. Here he is now. Here he is, John from Bleeding Nace and eighty four of his family in the crowd after making loads of big cardboard cutouts of him and all. Wow And uh, um who'd who'd you bring tonight, John? I brought me wife Mary and her daughter and my stepson John and his wife's sister's brother and their dog, their cat, uh, a load of their kids. <laughs> the fucking crowd in Winning Streak does always be massive and full of families that just clearly want whatever, two grand each off of whatever they win. But it's just, there's something so unique about Winning Streak though. Lovely little couplet there, you can get that in a t-shirt. But it's never been copied by anywhere else. It's one of the most like original concept shows. And what I love about it, they keep the chance. So like from the minute you enter into going on to Winning Streak, which are scratch card that you're after getting in the shop for a euro or whatever, everything's to do with chance. It's all to do with chance throughout the whole show, even at the end where they're doing the big massive wheel. And it's class. And you have the best host ever. Marty Whalen. Yo! I think he's from Malahide. He, he definitely lives in Malahide. I remember one day we used to hang around in this one shop that was near us well there's a few shops near us but there was this one that we used to hang around in it had one table and six chairs or not even six chairs I think it had about four and we used to all just gather around anyway about 20 of us stood in this shop next to the bleeding drinks fridge and I remember one day there was only three of us at the table and we're sitting there and then he walked in Marty Whelan and I was like do you know you're like do you know when you're only young and you see someone that you've seen on the telly and you're like, oh my god, look, there he is. He exists, man, there he is. Look. And I was like, there's Marty Whelan, oh my god. Man, what do you mean you don't know Marty Whelan? Of course, no one knew who Marty Whelan was. Still, at this time, none of my mates would have watched the telly. And why would they know Marty Whelan? Why would they know this man who only does winning streak? And I think he had like a radio show as well. But one other thing that he's brilliant at, and now I never watched Eurovision. Eurovision is utter dirt. But when I used it, <laughs> so I have watched it. <laughs> but Mary Whelan does the commentary for the Eurovision on Ireland. Actually, I don't. I'm not sure if he does it anymore. He definitely did though. Anyway, for years, and he's brilliant because he just rips it out of everyone because he knows that Ireland aren't going to win. He knows that even the Knights as well. Like he'll commentate on the like the final. When Ireland are half, half the time aren't even in the final. And he'll just commentate on it. And just be ripping it out of the other countries the whole night. After every song. It's like. Oh, wasn't that a spectacle now? 
was a, a bit bad. wasn't wasn't great. Result. Jesus Christ! I'm really selling to you now. Get on Eurovision 2005 there, when he said they're real bad. But he's very funny. He just comes out with all these little mad quips and jokes throughout throughout the out. But winning streak, <laughs> you won't beat it. There's not a game show that comes close to it. Not like the chase and pointless are kind of different because they're based on knowledge and whatever. This show is just fully based on chance. Like I mean, you spin the wheel and you can win a hundred. You can win a mill. You can win five hundred grand. 250 grand 100,000 and then different variations of like 20 grand and 30 and 40 grand and all and man imagine imagine just walking away from that after buying a 2 euro scratch card anyway I'm ranting on about winning streak it actually reminds me of the the show that Nicky Byrne tried to replace winning streak with and it lasted about 4 episodes because it was so upside down like no one could make heads or tails of it kind of it was like Nicky Byrne's Oh, something to a million. Hold on, I have this here. No, I don't have it here. Nicky Burns, like, race to a million or something like that. Uh, and there was the possibility, the very slight possibility that you could win a million euro. But it was such a confusing game show that it lasted, like, less than a bleeding week. Just, just dirt. And that's why Irish television is the best. They are unapologetically shy. They put out anything. Just like this podcast, I'll put out anything just to keep you happy even if you aren't happy i'll put it out anyway but like it, it's just so funny like just that they just have so many shows that are just sit there and are class actually i was saying to my dad when i was going to deal with this with this podcast and he was going to like you have to mention reeling in the ears now reeling in the ears is class a class watch Again, I don't even think there's many other TV shows, TV channels that do it. Uh, TV3 have started doing it now. The, the robbers, the bleeding robbers. They're, they're doing their one called Don't Look Back in Anger. And they're just doing different years. Of, and the same concept of thing, except for they're using their footage instead of the RTE footage. Like. But, I mean, reeling in the ears, as my dad said, it's like any time like, a show gets cancelled or a game finishes early or something, it's like, oh, shit, what do we do? Oh, do, do you have reeling in the years in 1967? Throw that on. Class year. <laughs> Get on now. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it as well, TG Carr have started doing one as well. We were watching one, my mum and dad and me, probably my sister as well, <laughs> watching this uh, Irish version of reeling in the years. And their one is so funny because they're trying to do all of the reeling in the years stuff with Irish kind of news and Irish stuff, Irish segments that were on the telly. But there used to be a show that was about teaching you, trying to teach you how to speak Irish. But the quotes and the little sayings that they were teaching you were like, Cowell on muck. And it, like that translates to like, where's the pig? And it's just the most random shit. Apparently it used to be on once a week as well. And they teach about three sentences in the show. And it was like, what are you even trying to do? What are you even talking about? Oh, and you're losing them. But literally, that's what it was. It was just this, these two young ones just sitting there going, August V of air on tabla. And it was, that was it. And then your, ma- your one, <laughs> the other girl will be like, the egg was on the table. August Garamagot. <laughs> and that'll be it. End of the show kind of thing. I've lost all of my Irish. I just realised they're trying to go. I was going to say like, oh, thanks for coming as well. August Gurmahagut. I was going to say para. That's not. That's Spanish. Gurmahagut. 
What's foreign? Oh my god, I've lost all of my Irish. I I went to an all Irish primary school and used to be deadly Irish. Probably why I got a B actually then in in bleeding in the leaving cert. Could have got the should have got an A. Absolutely bottled it, obviously. But uh, yeah. Do you know what? I had loads of little bits of stuff that I was gonna do in terms of like an Irish kind of. What's your favorite this and that? What's your favorite? But like that sort of thing you need to kind of have <laughs> you need someone else to have on with you don't you like i was gonna say right my favorite irish field and i really don't like irish field or not that i don't like irish field but more that the likes of stew and i've never actually tried coddle so i'd like to try coddle so if anyone knows a good coddle recipe send them my way and i'll give it a taste and i'll stream it <laughs> but stew i, I don't think stew is any use there's so much going on in stew that you're just like, is this nice or are you just trying to remember the 70s? Because my man and dad make it all the time. Like, it's lovely, this is this is lovely. And all of it dribbling down their bleeding mouth and scalding them. Like it's, there's nothing to it. There's, no, there's just so much in stew that it just, it just tastes, everything tastes the same in it. You may as well make it into a soup. like. But it, it's not nice. I'm not a big fan of stew. But yeah, I, again, as I said, I had loads of little bits and pieces. I was going to say, like, my favourite Irish band. Said, uh, said that about U2. U2 being class. Like, the Slane show that we watched, just they just played such big tunes. Like, all of their massive tunes. And it was the tour for All That You Can't Leave Behind. And that was, like, Beautiful Day and stuff. And Stuck in a Moment. And again, U2 are class. By the way, Inhaler are releasing the new album. Bono Sun. They're releasing an album. June? I want to say June, but yeah, you you two are better than I think everyone gives them credit for. Bono being a pox, he's not that much of a pox anymore. He probably was, like even watching that concert, he was ranting on about like, just about like world peace and kind of world equality and stuff like that. And it was just like you're you're a singer, would you chill out? And he, he's doing all these like hand gestures to say like world peace and, that, and you're like, what do you ah? Would you just you're a singer? You're Bono. No one takes you seriously unless you're singing. But yeah, again, the, it's I was trying to be mad Irish about all this, trying to keep in in the week of uh, Paddy's Day, but uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it on my own. It's not nice on my own. I just tried to release this one just to keep up the the week weekly thing that I have a podcast weekly, and I'll keep doing it. If I don't, I think someone said to me it was like, if you stop, you'll you won't do it again but i think if i hadn't released this one would have done a better one next week <laughs> i will definitely be back next week no matter what with a great one. um i think i will just go on to the recommendations it, this one's been so all over the place so ridiculously all over the place um but yeah anyway the song that i'm gonna say for the weekend i put it on my story there the other day i assume everyone follows me most people that listen to me follow me so they would have seen it but uh i was gonna say say but that was on my story so i won't say it. i'm gonna say in your eyes by neve kavanagh winner of the eurovision in 1990 tricks five five or six possibly seven one of those years <laughs> but it's just a great tune like i mean no wonder it won the eurovision like it was class it was back when back when the eurovision used to be about the music now it's all about the blame politics all about the blame politics and where you are. But Neve Kavanagh singing that tune. Oh, especially when it gets... In your 
eyes. I see the light. Like that big screechy sort of thing that she does. And oh, bleeding euphoric. Class, class, class tune. Um, the winner in 1990, one of those years that I mentioned. Uh, the film that I'm going to recommend is the most comedic Irish film ever. It's meant to be serious, right? But it's just funnily shit. Like, it's called Perrier's Bounty. And if you haven't seen it, it's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It should still be on Amazon Prime. And it's Killian Murphy. And he's playing a fella from Dublin. And he sounds grand. Then you have like Brendan Gleeson's like the head of this mob who's meant to be chasing after Killian Murphy because he owes him money. But Killian's Murphy's, Killian Murphy's dad is played by, I had to Google that really quickly. He's played by Jim Broadbent, who you'd know from, he's, he's been in loads of stuff. You'd know your man. Anyway, he is as English as they come. Actually, yeah, he's the copper in Only Fields and Horses. So if you know Only Fields and Horses, he's the, the fellow who's always after Del Boy. But, oh my Jesus. He's as English as they can get. Like, seriously proper English. And he plays this Dublin da, And he's like, oh, how's it going there now? And it's like, what are you even trying to say? He sounds Australian for like 90% of the film. The worst thing is as well, he's in the entire film. So he's there. Everything that Killian Murphy says, your man has to say something back. And he just sounds like a caricature of himself he just sounds so ridiculous but it made me think while i was watching it i was like there's so many irish actors so many irish actors of that age as well so like jim broadbent's about like 60 70 odd now in the film would have been about 60 something like that there's so many irish actors that are that age that can play that character that are from dublin like oh it just it annoyed me because i was watching that going what is this chap even trying to do there's so many irish actors that could have done this but give that a watch it's very it's actually very funny and kind of stupid but it's just a a good irish film uh the album again gonna try and keep it irish one of the best live albums ever when christy played the point christy moore live at the point again one of those like 90s years my man dad said they went to see him during this com these concerts um i think i think he played something like played something like 10 gigs 10 nights or something like that at the point but oh my god christy moore what a bleeding legend like that'll make you proud to be irish just everything that he says it's as irish as bleeding potatoes guinness like he's so so good like he just i saw him live in january again just before the lockdown and he was bleeding deadly he's just the gigs are so intimate everyone's just so quiet and so invested in the music even the ones that are real funny like he has loads of funny tunes but he has loads of real slow and kind of dramatic tunes and oh this album is just so good because it has like all the really big tunes in it there's another one that's there that's like live on the road but there's so much to that i think that covers about like 50 nights all over ireland the one live at the point is like 1998 or something like that and just covers like a couple of nights there and oh my god all the tunes are class the weekend that i spent in amsterdam don't know if that's on it but that's a great tune uh i think jocks are goes to stuttgart's on it uh the airport down in knock nancy spain oh just so many so many great tunes man he's class if you ever get a chance after all this to go and see christy moore do not knock it he's so so good and all he plays is just acoustic guitar he gets his mate to play the 
play electric and he just plays like little easy little notes no drummer really i think he gets a bower on player on a couple of times and just just him singing still got him and he's still rocking like he's so so good so anyway that's been me ranting on about being irish kind of uh could have been way better if i had someone to bounce off but uh sure hey i bounce off myself in my head it's been a good old laugh uh thanks for coming uh i've been on down i've been telling you what it's all about good night good night